This is the Undercover Woo Podcast, Episode 4, with Tori Ivanik, founder of Homeopathy First. Hi, and welcome to the Undercover Woo Podcast. I am your host, Abby Lou Walker. I'm a mom, wife, author, and the founder and CEO of Vivian Liu, a multi-million dollar company that sells insoles for high heels. But we're not here to talk about business. We're here to explore all things woo, one conversation at a time. From astrocartography and breathwork to yoni steam baths and zodiac signs, this podcast is an invitation for fellow newbies and non-believers to join me as I venture deeper into the world of woo. My wish is that these conversations help both you and me find ways to quiet our self-doubt, live unapologetically, feel less overwhelmed, clean the homes and bodies in which we live, strengthen our intuition, and become unstoppable in our pursuit of peace and freedom. Let's go. For those who are unfamiliar, what is homeopathy? Homeopathy means like cures like. So using a substance that causes certain symptoms in a healthy person, it can cure those same symptoms in an unhealthy person. So what inspired you to get into homeopathy? Yeah, that's a great question. So I had no idea what homeopathy was at all, had never even really heard of it, even through all my PA training. So I had gone to school to be a physician assistant. Before that, I had actually gotten into chiropractic college and was planning to go to chiropractic college. So I had been interested in alternative medicine from way back, um, decided that chiropractic college wasn't my way, went to PA school. And then as I was interviewing for PA jobs, I had applied to this area in California and the job that they picked for me, the job site that they picked for me, the doctor who was an MD at that clinic had started studying homeopathy in the late, late 60s, early 70s. And so he had been an MD and a homeopath since I was born. I talked to him on the phone and he recommended this book called uh, Homeopathy for the 21st Century, I believe is what it's called by Dana Ullman. And I read that book and I was like, this is fascinating. So before I even started the job, I had like dove in a little bit to see what this was all about. So I basically like landed a PA job where I then also got to learn and study and mentor under him to do homeopathy. That's incredible. What about homeopathy do you like most? That it's gentle, that the likelihood of it hurting someone is extremely low. And when I started that job with that doctor, I just heard so many stories. I love stories. People would come in and they, you know, this guy was kind of a legend in his little town and people would be like, oh, AJ saved my life. You know, he gave me these little pellets and he just saved my life, you know, and things like psoriasis, things like migraines, like big issues and people would just be like, oh my gosh, 15 years ago, AJ put me on this thing and now I'm better. And so that caught me right, right away. But also I had had a wart on my thumb. I had had a wart on my thumb for four years and I had worked in so many different like medical practices throughout those four years. I had burned it. I had frozen it. I had done all kinds of things to it and it wouldn't go away. And when I met AJ and I was working with him, he put me on a remedy and within four weeks, no more wart. That's incredible. Right? Magic. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So do people use homeopathy in lieu of traditional medicine or in addition to? I like it as a compliment, um, but I also named my business homeopathy first. So in my ideal world, everybody would have a homeopath and that's where you would go first, unless you break your femur, right? Like you're broken, you go to the hospital. But 
if you have any kind of chronic underlying little issue that you need help with, usually if you think about it, most people in this country at least wait pretty long before they consider it reasonable enough to go to the doctor. But with homeopathy, it doesn't matter if it's this minor little like itchy place on your arm, you can use homeopathy first. And if it goes away, great, then you don't need the allopathic medicine. So I always want my people to have a primary care person because I don't want them to just put all their eggs in, in one basket. But I think that home, the best place for homeopathy is first line. The first thing you do is try a homeopathic remedy. And if that's not working, then you can go see somebody else. I love that approach. Even though I've never done homeopathy, I really... Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Exactly. (laughs) So how do you usually treat patients? Is it over the phone, over video, in person? Prior to COVID, (laughs) I like to be face-to-face with my clients. However, as you know, I lived in California for a long time and the majority of my practice was built there. And so when I moved here to Colorado, I immediately started using Zoom. And The great thing for me about homeopathy is I really just need to talk to people. I would love to see them too, but I don't necessarily need to touch them. So I can do all my consultations via Zoom and then I mail out their remedies. So in terms of remedies, do you have remedies at your house? Do you recommend people purchase remedies online? Do you call it a prescription? I don't. Yeah, I call it a remedy. I call it a remedy. I get my remedies from a pharmacy in San Francisco. I'm not a chemist. No, I'm not. An, I'm not an herbalist either. So remedies are made from plants, animals, and minerals, and they are made in pharmacies. A, lo- a common one that you'll see over the counter is boron, um, but my my pharmacy that I use is different than that. And I think of it as like the prescription strength homeopathic remedy. Um, so that's how I talk about it. Like you can get all kinds of homeopathic remedies over the counter, but they're usually really low doses. And so I use higher doses. The pharmacy that I use has been around for a long time, tried and true. And that was the the pharmacy that my doctor used. And I think a lot of MDs that do homeopathic medicine use that pharmacy. So that's what I do. So I buy them and then I do rebottle them just because I can buy in bulk. So who could benefit from homeopathy? Everybody. Um, honestly, I really do think if you are ever using your, your family practitioner ever, ever go to the doctor, it's worth having a homeopath because let's say we have five kids with asthma, right? In a, in an allopathic doctor's office in a Western medical doctor's office, probably they're all going to get an albuterol inhaler and maybe a steroid inhaler, right? If I were to treat them homeopathically, all those five children would come to me with a very different clinical picture because I'm not looking at just their asthma. I'm looking at that whole person, that whole picture. So probably they're going to get five different remedies. And what I would ideally like to see is I want them to have their albuterol inhalers and their steroid inhalers if they need them. But as they start with this remedy, they will be needing them less and less is what I've seen happen. And so if you don't have asthma, if you don't have anything, if you never get sick, well, then you probably don't need a homeopath or a doctor. But when I have a household, a family with like three members that are on a remedy and two members that aren't, and the whole household gets sick, the ones who are on a remedy get a shorter course and a less severe course of whatever goes through their household. So it just really, it, the way I talk about it is it boosts, it boosts your immune system. It stimulates your body to heal itself. It's not something that's messing with your own system. It just helps your system. Interesting. So you treat both adults and children. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How young of children do you treat? I can treat as young as we need to, but 
if they don't have issues, I don't think they need to be on a remedy. And the more developed, the more story a person has, the easier it is for me to get the right remedy. So like I have seen a lot of babies with reflux and eczema and, you know, like babies that have issues, but preferably my preference is if your kiddo is doing well and not having much issue, we would start a remedy when they're four or five, at least before they go to school or before they go to daycare to boost their immune system and get them ready for that. And just weathering because kids are supposed to get sick, right? Like we need them to get sick. That's how you build your immune system, but we want them to weather it quickly and not keep us up all night. Right? Yes, we do. <laughs> what have been some of the greatest successes that you've seen in terms of treating some of your patients or patients that you've heard of that have gone the homeopathic route? Yeah, I think some of my favorite like conditions that people bring me are definitely migraines and depression. Honestly, like depression is not a quick fix, you know, like, yes, you can try and use antidepressants and things. But I, I've found that I have a lot of people that come to me that have struggled, like they've been on antidepressants and then it was OK, but it sort of flatlined them. So I've seen a lot of really good work with uh, anxiety, depression, insomnia, migraines because like that just changes somebody's life right like when you're having migraines and it takes you down for three or four days a month to not have migraines anymore is fantastic um homeopathy does really well with skin issues so i like mentioned psoriasis earlier eczema things where like there's not really a good allopathic fix anyway i love working with kids with allergies and asthma um, so chronic ear infections is a really good one when little ones have chronic ear infections to get them on a homeopathic remedy early and it stops that cycle of antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic and then you have to rebuild all their gut flora and you know so get them on a remedy early and they do really well man i wish i would have known about this when my son was younger and we went through years of ear infections so what would you say to someone who isn't necessarily familiar with homeopathy and is interested in trying it, but a little bit nervous? Like, what would you say the first step for someone is? Yeah, well, the, the first step is an initial consultation. So you kind of have to go all in, but you could also just use the over-the-counter stuff. So the way that they make over-the-counter homeopathic remedies is kind of like shotgun therapy, okay? So if you look at, like, if you pick up a remedy that says for a restless leg or something like that, or like anxiety, or like they'll call them calm or whatever, when you look at those, they usually have like five or six different remedies in them. And that's a different type of homeopathy than what I do. So I do classical homeopathy, which is one remedy for each person. One remedy, one dose, we let it go and we see what happens. Whereas the over-the-counter stuff, it's, it's like a shotgun therapy. I think if you've had any success with any homeopathics over the counter, like you're pretty much going to do great with me because it shows your body is sensitive to them and, and you're open to it, right? If you don't believe in something, it's really hard to get results from that. Start with some over the counters. Yeah. And then if you see any benefit from that and you have a chronic condition, that's when you call me in. For sure. That's great. Because um, I was going to ask you, oftentimes at natural grocery stores or even you know, just the natural section of a grocery store, you see homeopathic remedies and almost like a book, like a menu, yeah. like you can flip through and be like, oh, I'm suffering from upset stomach. And then it gives you like, oh, try this one. It, so I was going to ask you, and it sounds like you are supportive of trying those remedies and then possibly going to someone who specializes in homeopathic medicine to kind of dive deeper into what specific remedy would work for you. Absolutely. So when 
whole foods and places like that that will sell specific remedies like pulsatilla or arnica right arnica is probably the one that people know most and and when they do that it could be that they're working with a homeopath that doesn't have their own remedies and so you send people there to get them or they're doing their own home studies there's a lot of moms that use homeopathy on their own um, and I think that's all great. You know, the more people use it and the more people know about it, fantastic. But I went through two years of training on how to pick the right remedy for somebody. And then I did a bunch of training on top of that. So I know the right questions to ask. I think that that hour of talking about yourself is really interesting because it's not like therapy. I'm not like, oh, that happened. Tell me more. You know, I mean, we do we do get into more, but I really need a snapshot of your life story in an hour physically how you experience life. So it's it's different questioning than you would ever get at a doctor's office or in a therapist's mm -hmm. office, really. We definitely connect those dots in a homeopathic consultation, whereas I think in a doctor's office, it's like you go from, here are my complaints, and then you narrow it, narrow it, narrow it, narrow it down, whereas I go from, here's your complaint, and we open it, open it, open it, open it up. So it's kind of, I love them. I love initial consultations because I get to know people really well in an hour. <laughs> That's fascinating. Fascinating. So people who aren't necessarily familiar with um, homeopathy would consider it woo. For sure. Because it's an alternative to traditional, you know, Western medicine. Do you consider homeopathy woo? Yeah, sure. I think it is. It's woo. Love it. <laughs> Because of that, I've always, as a, when I was working as a PA, like I was also a PA, so that legitimized me to some degree, right? And I still have my PA license. I just choose not to use it. But there was a time where I was like, well, I'm not going to dabble in like all this other stuff because I am trained as a professional homeopath. So I didn't want people to think that I'm like, oh, and I, and I also do this and I also do this. But more recently, I've opened up, I just got my Reiki certification and I went to yoga teacher training. And like, I do think there is more going on to what I do than just homeopathy. But that is my main source of how to enter into a healing role with patients. And I love that. Definitely woo. I love it. I love it. Was homeopathy kind of your first introduction to woo or had you dabbled in woo prior to? Well, if chiropractic is woo, I was dabbling in woo and, but I've always been a searcher and I've always been someone who's had a strong faith in like power and goodness and the energy that flows in this world. So I think I've always been open to woo, but it wasn't like when I was going to go to chiropractic college, this is kind of funny. I chose the most medical scientifically based chiropractic college because I was a pre-med major, you know, and I was like, no, I'm not going into all that philosophy stuff. So now that I just went to yoga teacher training and stuff, I'm, I'm opening up more about the woo side of life. I love the woo side of life. So do I. <laughs> so what are your favorite modalities in terms of woo? So we've spoken about homeopathy. We've spoken about yoga, but are there, are there ones that you practice not necessarily with other folks, like as a teacher or as a healer, but like ones that you use personally? Huh, great question. I, I'm pretty solid meditator. Like I, I use meditation. I use gratitude for sure. And, and writing to some degree, it's kind of a hit or miss thing. It's not a daily thing. Like meditation is probably my daily thing. Walking in nature is a daily thing for me. Movement too, like my own personal body movement. I was a gymnast for a long time and 
I think that's what led me to really fall into yoga and loving yoga and in the integration of mind body, like, so in getting out of my head and into my body or getting out of my body and into my head, I can jump back and forth between those things through movement. It helps me a lot. And so if that's woo, that may not be woo, but it's my woo for sure. <laughs> and I think that's one of the beauties of woo is you get to define it for yourself. I don't think there's a solid definition. You feel your way through making decisions and feeling better and healing your body and soothing your mind versus it being this prescribed, you have to do this, 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 and this. Absolutely. It's it, woo is what works for you, right? And, and that's like a huge thing on my heart right now is you could go to every doctor in the world and they could, and you could do everything they tell you to do. And you might feel like shit, right? Like you might feel worse than you did before you saw those doctors because everybody's just throwing something at you to try and make you feel better. But like, really, you got to figure out what you need to do from within yourself. So is woo is what works for you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Love that. So what would you say to someone who is skeptical of woo, where would you suggest that they start? Yeah. And try something that's not going to hurt you, right? Like there's so many things out there you could do. And that one of the things that I think I get slightly frustrated with in the like alternative wellness community is the amount of supplements that get thrown at people because they're expensive and your body has to process that stuff. And so when you're spending three, $400 on supplements a month, check in with yourself. Do you feel any better? Because <laughs> if you don't, that's probably not the solution, you know? And, and I think like acupuncture is fantastic. And I think massage is great. And I think there's a lot of ways to enter into alternative healing practices, at least, where you're not going to harm yourself. And so dabble, you know, I think dabbling is fantastic. Like, try this, try that. Which one made you feel better? Which practitioner did you like better? So I actually say, I say that to people a lot. Like if you meet an MD a therapist and a homeopath go to the one you resonate with the most. Like you liked that person. You would ride in a car with them for six hours. And if you wouldn't ride in a car with them for six hours, probably go find somebody else because you need to have that connection in order to go to the place that you need to go to get to the source of healing. Like if you don't resonate with me as a person, I should not be your homeopath. Like you really need to feel safe and comfortable with the person that you are putting yourself in that vulnerable position with um, in order to really unlock what you need to heal and to be that healthiest, happiest person you can be. Because I don't even like sometimes I don't like to talk about healing because I think we're all perfect the way we're, we are and our bodies are talking to us about what we need to change. Um, so maybe we don't need to heal. Maybe we just need to make some adjustments. <laughs> I like that approach. I like it. I'm so thankful that you wanted to be on and that we had this conversation. If you are interested in learning more about homeopathy or scheduling an introductory session with Tori, you can find more information at homeopathyfirst.com. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Undercover Woo. If you'd like to automatically get new shows every week, please subscribe to the Undercover Woo podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and other platforms. If you enjoyed the show, I'd be honored if you left a review. Please join the conversation about all things woo by following us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Undercover Woo. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you peace, health, and happiness.